It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Tuesday, another golf podcast. This week, we got the Players' Championship. Got a major on our hands. Someone will be played at TPC Sawgrass in Florida. Returning champion, Rory McIlroy. He uh, right now is going off at 16-1 to 1 odds. This one was canceled last year, Uncle Dave, so uh, don't have anything to go off of, of last year. But I think this is going to be a pretty interesting tournament, especially coming off of you know the tournament that was played last week. That was rather interesting. Before we jump into this card, Uncle Dave, let's go ahead and go back to last week, tell everybody how we did. Uh, we can keep it short and sweet. We failed to go ahead and pick the winner three straight weeks in a row, but we did rather well, Uncle Dave. You hit your first round leader there with Rory, so we split a nice ticket there, like 9-1. to one. I had a head-to-head that cashed, and you also hit uh, some top 10, top 20 plays. So uh, it turned out to be a slightly profitable weekend, so we're happy about that. Haven't haven't had a, a bad podcast yet since we picked back up with these golf podcasts. But I want to jump into this one here, Uncle Dave. Uh, we'll go through our first-round leaders. Winners, losers, make to miss the cut, head to heads, all that good stuff. I want to start out here, Uncle Dave, with first round leaders. I have one here, and I wouldn't be shocked if you pulled the same guy. I actually have two. I'm going to give you two, but I'm going to give you handicap for one that I feel pretty good about. But actually, now that I think about it, I wouldn't be shocked if you have either of these two guys uh, in your first round leaders. Who you got this week? Well, I probably don't have either of them because, you know, first round leaders is where I, I, I either like to go chalk like we did with Rory because uh, you get better odds than playing them outright or, or take some flyers. And I'm taking some flyers this week. So, you know, I, I too will be shocked if you have any of these guys. But one guy I like that it's not a, a super long shot is Hideki. Um, I wanted to make this bet for some time because I don't know if anybody remembers, but this was the tournament that was halted after one day last year when, uh, you know, COVID hit and they just, that was the end of that. Uh, and he was the first round leader. And I added to that the fact that he was T8 here two years ago, and he's finished T18 or better the last two weeks after not having great starts. So I think he knows a good start is important at 55 to 1. I think that's doable. Then I got a bunch of guys I'm going to take flyers on. Andrew Putnam, very consistent last, 100 to 1. Now he's a great putter and he has the capability. He finished fifth in Puerto Rico, seventh at the Waste Management, fourth last week. Career low is 62, so he can do it. Brendan Steele. Same price, 100 to 1. Career low is 61. I know he's 100 to 1 for a reason, but I think it's a, worth taking a flyer. And here's a guy we haven't talked about in a while, Harold Varner. He's listed at 90 to 1, but he was T7 here a few years ago. If he could putt, he'd be dangerous. That's his, that's his kryptonite. But on this course, he's 34th in shots gained on approach shots. And the early round pin placements, as you guys know, uh, aren't as damning as a as a Saturday-Sunday type pin placement, so might allow him to get close. Another guy I like, and I've used him before, but not lately, is Brian Harmon. You know, he was T8 here a few years ago, loves this course. He's a southeast boy, so he knows these greens really well. So I'm going to take some flyers on those guys rather than give out some of the obvious ones. And now I'll be interested to hear if, in fact, you have any of those guys, Sleepy. Well, I was wrong, Uncle Dave. I don't have either or any of those guys that you have. Uh, actually, I have a hunch play here, Uncle Dave. 
I didn't handicap this one. I was just looking at, you know, recent play, recent odds, and I, I came across Cantley at 40 to 1. I'm just going to put a small pizza bet on him. But the one that I, I will put a little bit of money on here is Jason Day at 66 to 1. You know, he's been strong here three out of the last four visits. He's got a win here, a T8, a T5 finish. He had a super low round of 63, and that was the year that he won it. But he also has some 66s, some 67 rounds here as well. I think I'm going to need that to go ahead and cash that ticket. And I feel like I do have a chance here. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Day here to be the first round leader at 66 to 1. And I'll hurry up and throw this one out there uh, because I don't want to talk about Jason Day too much on this podcast. But I will go ahead, Uncle Dave, and play him top 40 at plus 105. Speaking of top 40s, let's go ahead and jump into that. I have two here, Uncle Dave. Now, I'll be shocked if you fall on either of these guys. So kind of the opposite from what we had just talked about. Top 40, top 20, top 30. What are you looking at? You gave me a nice segue there to Patrick Cantlay. I mean, I, I like him quite a bit. I mean, I, t- I think he's top 20. He's even money. Uh, and like Hideki, he had a great opening round here last year. And he's been playing well. He's the seventh-ranked golfer in the world. Uh, he's only had one finish worse than 17 since last October. So I think you can play him top 10. Uh, or even uh, you can play him to win. That's not the worst bet you can make. But, you know, Cantlay top 20 is solid, I think. Uh, another guy that you like to play around with is Joaquin Neiman. Uh, you can get him top 20 plus 275. Uh, he's already had 15 top 10s in his career. He's 11th in shots gained off the tee, fourth in scoring average this year. And he hasn't had a round over 73 since last September like him. Um, another guy that won't shock people, Tony Finau, top 10 plus 225. You know, he can win, obviously, but we know his history. And he's had five top 10s this year, sixth in shots gained total on tour. So I think Tony top 10 is another bet that I'm willing to make. So now tell me if we have any crossover, buddy. No, we don't. I have two guys that I didn't think that you'd have here. First one's going to be Billy Horschel. I'm going to go ahead and play him top 40. At plus 110. You know, he had a short weekend last week, Uncle Dave. He was cut after the first two rounds. So I think that that'll probably motivate him a little bit. You know, he did have a T2 finish minus 15 at the WGC just a couple weeks ago. So I feel pretty optimistic here that Horschel might come around and at least, you know, remain decent throughout. And he's been pretty good this year. You know, he, he was really on his game back in December and January. You got to go through and look at this guy's stuff. Horschel shot minus 74, Uncle Dave, over a four-event stretch. There was like some minus 20s in there, minus 16, minus 18s. I still think he's kind of in that mode, you know, with that WGC minus 15 finish. Maybe it was just a slight hiccup last week. So I feel really good about Horschel to go ahead and land inside the top 40 at plus 110. And here's one that I played this weekend in a head-to-head. And this guy kind of impressed me. That was Alex Noren. He ended up with a T10, T17 finish here. You know, the last couple of years, he was also cut, but he was plus four last week. But Uncle Dave, I had spoke to you about him and I had a head to head with him against Keith Mitchell. He was golfing really well. He went in the Sunday. He was minus three. But as you and I both know, the conditions on the course on Sunday, no, they were just brutal. I think there were only like three holes that like averaged the birdie on that day. It was just really tough. The wind was was just killing guys. But Noren ended up with the 18 hole triple bogey and it kind of like made him look really bad but I watched his entire final round and he really golfed rather well so I feel good with you know his recent results here as I had mentioned a a 10th place finish 17th place finish and the way that he golfed last week 
I think he can go ahead and sneak inside the top 40. Then I can get a plus 275 ticket on him. So I'll go ahead, I'll give you guys Norin, and I'll give you Horschel for my top 40s. Let's jump into head-to-heads here. I got one here, Uncle Dave. I have a feeling you're going to disagree with this one. I started thinking about it after I typed it up, and I'm like, you know what? Uncle Dave's probably going to disagree, or he might even actually fade this play. But I'll go ahead, and I'll, I'll let you rip and run first. Head-to-heads, who do you got? Yeah, I got a couple I, I like here. You know, I already mentioned Andrew Putnam as a potential first-round leader. Obviously, that's a huge flyer, but uh, one side I have Putnam matched up against Matt Kuchar, and Kuchar's minus 150, Putnam's plus 115. If I like uh, Putnam to potentially do well, taking him to beat Kuchar at plus 115 is uh, quite viable. And here's another one, you know, we, and we've already talked about this guy quite a bit. Patrick Cantlay, minus 105 over Bryson. Minus 125. Now, you would think Bryson, uh, given his win last week and his, you know, sort of reinvented uh, media coverage, if you will, you would almost think that would be a little bit higher. Uh, But we do like Cantlay. And, you know, much like um, sports, uh, you know, sports, you know, much like basketball or any other sport, you know, people remember what they saw last. and, And, you know, Bryson could win, but by the same token, you know, he expended an awful lot of energy last week. So, and this isn't necessarily a course where where overpowering it is going to win, which is why we see a lot of different people win over time. So, can't lay over Bryson uh, it would be play number two for me, Sleepy. All right. Well, you didn't mention my guy. I'm going to go ahead and hear Uncle Dave. I, have a, I do have a feeling that you're going to disagree with this one. I'm going to take Jordan Spieth over Hatton. I could get plus 108 on that wager. You know, Hatton's been here three times. He was cut here the last two times that he was here, and his best finish was 41st. You know, Spieth turned it on in a big way last week. I watched, I would say, probably three out of four of the rounds that he played, and he was picture perfect, you know, for most of that tournament. You know, he was calling his shots. He hit that ace in. You know, he was doing things here, you know, that he seemingly hasn't done for, for quite some time. And let's not forget, you know, who, who was the best golfer at one time, you know, not that long ago. You know, maybe he just needed to go ahead and, and have some things kind of take place. And I think one of these type of finishes took place last week. And the fact that he's playing good right now, um, I have a feeling he can come back here and, and at least have a strong finish. One of the knocks, though, against Speed is that, you know, he hasn't been great here. He's been cut here actually a ton of times. His best finish here was a T4. And that was pretty much, you know, that when he was dubbed, you know, the number one golfer in golf. That was a handful of years ago. But still, you know, I watched him last week. I thought his form was just exceptional. I think he'll come in here rather motivated, and I don't want to fade that. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Spieth at plus 108 uh, over Hat. And I'm not sure how you feel about that, but I know you watched a lot of that tournament, Uncle Dave. Like when you saw Spieth last week, you know, didn't he just look like a different golfer to you? Was it, you know, maybe one of those Hail Mary kind of tournaments for him? I don't know. Like what did you get from him? Because he, he really impressed me. Yeah, I mean, he looked good, but, you know, I, I just, you know, the same as as we, every week and since he's sort of had his little decline is, you know, he, he, he makes some mental mistakes. So, you know, he's a, he's another one of those guys that, you know, he can shoot 62 or 82, but, you know, at, at that number, I, I would not disagree with you. All right, well, that makes me feel pretty good. Let's jump over to make him miss the cuts here. I guess I'll start this one out here, Uncle Dave. I thought maybe you would land on him somewhere within your card. I wouldn't be shocked if you still have him on there. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Sergio Garcia to go ahead and make the cut. 
Now, I will pay a little bit for this one, Uncle Dave. It's minus 186. But Garcia's done really well here at this course over his career. Just within the last 10 years, Sergio's finished strong. 22, 30, a 50, a 56, a 7 year. Like, what? That's not that good. But he also had a T2, a third place finish, and an eighth place finish. And he's never missed a cut here, you know, in the last 10 years. And I think, it, you know, last week he took it off. And I think that that's going to go ahead, you know, have him fresh and ready to roll. And he's golfing rather well. You know, he had a minus four at the WGC a few weeks back. But he does have some big weekends, you know, under his belt, you know, over the last couple of tournaments. A minus 19 at the Sanderson Farms at the Shriners. You know, he was minus 11. Uh, I think he finished minus 18 at the Century. And he was like minus 10 at the Sony Open. And that was just like five weeks ago. So, you know, over like the last couple of months, Sergio has been really good. I like the fact that he at least made the cut here each and every year. And he does have some really good finishes, as I had mentioned, a second, a third, and an eighth. So why not go ahead and play Sergio Garcia to go ahead and make the cut minus the 186. I'll lay a little bit of lumber on that one, but I feel pretty, pretty strong. That might actually be one of my favorite bets within my card. Make a missed a cut there, Uncle Dave. What do you got? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go with one that I know you're going to agree with, and you know it's interesting. People should know that we don't. I mean, sometimes on some of our podcasts we might compare a little bit of notes, but when we do this golf one, uh, I haven't seen what Sleepy has and vice versa. Uh, and a guy I like to make the cut, and again I'll lay a little bit of wood at minus 180 is your boy Billy Horschel. Um, you know, his mind's perhaps his biggest enemy, but. You know, he was born in Brevard County, which is just south of Ponte Vedra, and his parents lived just south of Jacksonville, which is just north of Ponte Vedra. So this is like a home game for him. So minus 180 to make the cut, I'll go with Billy Horschel. All right. Well, I won't disagree with you there, and that makes me kind of feel pretty good. Let's jump into our winners here, Uncle Dave. Let me go ahead and give you mine. I'm going to give you one, and then I'm going to come back and circle back and give you two more. But I want to give you the first one because you already had mentioned him. And that's Hideki Matsuyama at 40 to 1. I don't see how you don't play him, Uncle Dave. T7, T8, T17, T23, T22. And he was cut here a while back. I mean, this guy, he has some low rounds here. He has some really good finishes. And this is over, a, I don't want to say a short period of time, but you're looking at like a six, seven, eight year period where this guy has had, you know, these type of finishes. I think the fact that, you know, he didn't play last week, he's going to come in here fresh. He's going to come in here motivated. A lot of good rounds under his belt here. At 40 to 1, I, I felt like I was getting a, a little bit of a bargain. I, I thought maybe I was probably going to get somewhere around like 25, maybe maybe 30 to 1. But at 40 to 1, man, I, I, I don't see how you don't take a piece of that. And you had mentioned him, so I'll throw it right back over to you, Dave. You can go ahead and give some winners out. I wouldn't be shocked if you had him in there, but I felt like there was value on him at 40 to 1. Yeah, I totally agree with Hideki as a potential play, but. You know, I gave him out as a first-round leader, but, you know, you can – I don't remember. I think I said you could probably use him to win too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, Sleepy. And this tournament, you know, this is a tournament anyone can win. As I said earlier, you know, there's not any one discipline of the game that's going to dominate this course. You know, a guy like Siwoo Kim that won it in 2017, he was 500 to 1. Uh, and there's been a lot of sort of 40 to 60 to 1 winners, so that kind of holds for your Hideki thing. But – the winner has most often been someone that's playing reasonably well going in. So I'm going to give you three guys that I think um, have some value. Tommy Fleetwood would be one. Uh, not only was he T7 here in 2018, T5 in 2019, but he was 10 last week. Uh, and he flew mostly under the radar. 
you know, his stats aren't that great. I mean, that's why he's 45 to one. Uh, but those are lower odds than guys like Fitzpatrick and Jason Day. And those are two guys everyone knows and can win. So Fleetwood would be one. Um, Webb Simpson would be another. T16 here two years ago. One here three years ago. You know, 22 to one might not be the greatest return, but it's not bad for a former champ. But it's not bad for a former champ and the 10th ranked golfer in the world uh, with four top tens this season as a hint there as well. Um, he's also rested. He finished sixth at the World Golf Championships, which also means not many are talking about him and why he's 22 to one and not maybe a little bit lower. Um, my longer shot, and here we go again. I'll go with the aforementioned Billy Horschel. You know, as I said earlier, it's a home game for him. And although he may have a better shot at plus 650 T10 or even plus 300 T20, I think at 80 to 1, that's just crazy value for the home team on Billy Orschel. All right. Well, I like it, Uncle Dave. I, I wasn't surprised of your Webb Simpson pick. I actually kind of thought that you would have him. And I'm like, I wouldn't be shocked if we both ended up with Matsuyama and Webb Simpson to go ahead and win. So I kind of wanted to leave him off my card, leave him up to you, because I had a, a strong feeling you might go with him. I'm going to give you guys a, a quick hunch pizza bet on Kisner at, at 125-1. to 1. He has a T2 finish here. He had a T22 finish here last year. Um, I just think it's worth you know having a ticket on a guy like that at 125-1. to 1. Now here's one that I don't think anybody's going to have, and this is Chris Kirk at 150-1. to 1. You know, This guy's been sneaky good here, a T12, two T13 finishes, now, he's had some 40 and 50 finishes, but they were a few years back. Now, he's never been cut here. Now, he did have to make a withdrawal, and that was a few years back, so that will show up. I wasn't exactly sure how that all went down, but he did finish with a 73 round, so uh, more than likely it was probably injured you know, for that one. But I think he's sneaky. You know, he's listed with some big names there, Uncle Dave, at 150 to 1, like Poulter, uh, Bubba's down there, Fowler, Cam Davis, Kucher. I think he's, you know, an under-the-radar guy. And certainly worth, you know, maybe a five or a ten dollar bill. Why not Chris Kirk, one hundred and fifty to one? So that'll wrap up my winners there: Matsuyama, Kisner, Chris Kirk. That's what I'll go with. Hopefully, Uncle Dave will go ahead and uh, hopefully we'll have another profitable podcast. Make it four straight weeks in a row. But that'll wrap it up, guys. Quick and easy, short and sweet. You guys can find me on Twitter at sleepyj underscore pregame. You can get Uncle Dave, the golf guru, at Dave underscore Esler, and you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the tournament.